Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, this time's the one. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am Dylan Waugh. I am the Adam Egot to Ken's Norm McDonald. This week, we're going to be talking about the Central Division. That's with a D. And... Doing a little bit of prediction, talking about last year, talking about how the teams look this year, and it's going to be, you know what? It's going to be reasonable podcasting material. <laughs> Before we get started, check yeah. out com. You don't have kencampbell.podcast.com? I don't think so. Seems like uh, yeah. that wouldn't be helpful. Yeah. Check out kencampbell.substack.com. You can get this podcast directly into your inbox. You can also get all of Ken's other ex- excellent writing. I almost said eccentric writing, which could have that been, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, apt. <laughs> and of course, check us out on Twitter at Hockey No Filter, at underscore Dylan Wah, and at underscore, at Ken underscore Campbell 27. We are coming at you with the central division and we're going to be talking about just like last week we're going to be talking about the standings we're talking about where the teams were we're going to go from worst to best in the division from last year's standings and uh kind of notable additions subtractions and how we think they're going to do this uh this year so ken before we get uh, started on that how you doing i'm doing just great yeah you ready this is we're recording just in interest of um you know, transparency peek behind the the curtain. Yeah. 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 We're uh, full disclosure, full disclosure. We're doing the second episode today and uh, you know, uh, we're uh, yeah. Just trying to load a few up in the hopper to have a little vacation time. So yeah, here we go. Hopefully no crazy thing has happened. Most of the trades and signings are done. Most of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, So here we go. Starting off with the Arizona coyotes, the worst team in the, uh, in the central division last year. Yep. They had a record of 25-15-7, which I think is impressive. They had 57 points, also pretty impressive, and a goal differential of minus 106. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see it, but I knew it was over 100. 106 triple digits. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. All right, tell me how you're thinking about the uh, what you're thinking about the Arizona Coyotes. The tank is on. <laughs> yeah, it's on in Arizona. It is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, this is this is. They're not even like they're not even trying to disguise it as anything but. Yeah, you know, um, they are 
going to be a team that plays really hard. Yeah. They're going to be a team that shows a lot of character, that, okay. but but they're going to be bad. Yeah. They're going to be really bad. I'm just laughing and, because the worst years in Montreal were defined by we're looking for character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it, so it's interesting, it's, it, it's interesting because the central division has the Stanley cup champion, the best team in the NHL, and it's got arguably the two worst teams in the NHL. Yeah. At you're the not wrong end. there. Yeah. You're not yeah. wrong there. Um, Okay, so they allowed more shots than any team in the league, I think, last year. Okay. They scored fewer goals than any team in the league last year. Right. Their special teams were both at the bottom of the NHL. The only say, thing I can think of that's a, that's a, that's maybe a glimmer of hope for this team is, are they going to be a tough out at home? Because they're going to be in that small... No, they're going to be in that small rink. Yeah. It's going to be full of people, 5,000 people. Yeah. Um, which I still can't get my head around. Um, <laughs> I'm a, like, it's going to be right on Arizona State's campus. Yeah. And so they're going to play like four home games in the first six months of the season. And then they're going to play the rest of them in the last two months of the season. That's, no, that's they're not. Cheating. They're not. No, they're going to play four games, I think, in the first month and a half and then they're going to be loaded up on home games as they go that's so, cheating because the islanders were complaining about that because they wanted to yeah. win in arizona what they get that schedule and they go oh no well our re their arena's not ready yet no so, i know um maybe they're going to be a tough out at home yeah i, I don't think they're going to be because their roster suggests that they're not going to be <laughs> um but uh, yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're, you know, I mean, this is a, there's no team in the league that could use Connor Bedard more than this team. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they do have a few glimmers of hope. They brought in uh, Zach Cassian. Okay. <laughs> they brought in. Um, no, but they did bring in, you know, they brought in Troy Stetcher. They brought in Nick Bukestad. Like they yeah, brought yeah, in some guys I'm who who have been around, who can show the way a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean. Well, but speaking of that, so, so okay, before I get into that, they had the worst Corsi 4 percentage in the league, the worst expected goals 4 percentage in the league, and the third worst save percentage in the league. Wow. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's not even a glimmer of hope in that sort of sense of things. But to, to your point about bringing in people that can show the ropes and all the rest of it. Jay Beagle, gone. Anton Strawman gone. Phil Kessel, gone. 13,000 seats, gone. Alex Galchenyuk, <laughs> 13,000 <gone>. empty seats. <laughs> Louis Erickson, gone. Antoine Roussel, gone. Like I don't see any of those as a, as 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 something that's bad. No, I'm not saying team. that. I'm not saying that in like look, if you're if you're a, a contending team, you're not like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to get, you know, Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel. Like, yeah, you're not yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah. But what I am saying is that if you want to bring in guys to show the ropes, Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel, like, you could do worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. If, like, truth be told. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the arena thing. First of all, personally, I don't have any issue with the arena thing. I think that they are taking a step backwards in order to take a step forwards, and I, I kind of... I kind of think that there is a little bit of long-term planning happening in Arizona that I that I don't mind at all. Uh, yeah, really. Well, yeah, okay, so there's no shovels in the ground for the new arena yet that they're supposed to move into. Right. You, you, and they're in a 5,000-seat arena for four years, maybe five, and you're, and you're 
you're saying there's some long-term planning going on in, in Arizona? Yeah, four years, maybe five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that being said, you know, when I was at the camps for the federal po- uh, prospect hockey league, yeah. like they were making fun of the Arizona arena because they're like, Mississippi's got 7,500 seats. Yeah. It's like one, yeah, yeah. 1.5 times the amount of seats. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. An NHL team will have, mind you, you make a little less money. <laughs> a little bit less. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know what they, I think Bill Armstrong is, is, doing a, a really good job, actually. I mean, That's he's, what I, was he's just done, I think he's done a great job. And of, you made fun of me for well, it. Well, I think, I think Bill's done a great job of recouping draft picks because yeah. this was a team that like was bad and still didn't have any picks. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's building up, he's building up their, their system. He's building up their farm team. He's doing a lot of really interesting things with their prospects. Yeah. Um. You know, so, but it's going to take some time. Yeah. It's going to take some time. Oh, 100%. And and it's gonna it's not going to be a one-year turnaround or a two-year turnaround. Yeah. Um it's going to take a few years. Yeah. And and I I think he's doing a very good job of balancing that yeah, we got to have a team, but yeah, we really Don't want, want it, it to be a good team. Yeah, we really want to amass those high picks that really you have to do. Like you have to do that in order to become a contender. They should have just moved to Quebec and moved to the Slush Puppy Arena. That's in Hull. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the the Center Slush Puppy. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I that, Hull. That's I called I, it Hull. It's Gatineau. Yeah. I, I used to go to Hull when I was a student at Carleton. Yeah. I'd go to Hull at because the bars closed at three, <laughs> so at one o'clock everybody would go to Hull. And the K in for Carleton is for quality. K in Carl K in Carlton stands for quality. That's no question. Yeah, <laughs> my brother went to Carleton. Yeah. Yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah. he did. It's yeah. a great place. That's unfortunate. Easiest for... university in the world to get into. Hardest university to get out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can apply anytime you want, but you can never leave. Yeah. All right, so. I mean, I agree with you. Like, I think that the difference here, like Arizona gets laughed at as being that team that is always rebuilding, doesn't have a plan. But I I think that what people need to realize is that it's not necessarily that way. Like, I, I, because, okay, Arizona pre-John Chaka. Yeah. Absolute tire fire. Right. Arizona with John Chaka. Absolute tire inferno. Well, hang on though. He actually built a, a a reasonable team that was that was pushing for a playoff spot mm-hmm. a few times, right? Yeah. So that wasn't his. Yeah, his mandate wasn't to rebuild there. He was. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying is that people are always making fun of them for being. But he left behind trying to build too fast with those you know free agent mm-hmm. signings and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. He left behind an absolute tire fire. Right. And then, of course, the the whole, you know, controversy around his firing zero draft picks to your point. Yep. And so now Armstrong has taken over. Bill Armstrong has taken over and he is now actually trying to rebuild from the absolute gong show that had that was a bad team with no draft picks or cap space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, do you, how do you do all three of those? Right. That that's incredible. So I actually think that. Um, I think that a little. I think that more patience or more uh, grace needs to be given to Bill Armstrong. Oh, absolutely. In, in this, in absolutely. This, yeah. in, in this whole thing, because yeah. I think that he 
he inherited possibly the worst situation possible. Like even Kent Hughes going into Montreal, they had a lot of draft picks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole like fast, cheap quality pick two. Right. It's like draft picks, cap space or being good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they yeah. had none yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah like none pick of them. zero. None of them. Yep. So no, I, I, yep. I think that that Arizona's actually building properly and in the best way possible given the the circumstances that he was yep. brought in under and yep. um and also you know uh the guy looks like clark kent you know so uh <laughs> and of course on his as on his i scouting, as i said to him as i said to him bill you look so good you look like you still can't play and of course <laughs> he's got uh, an honorary scout in ken campbell yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh that team's screwed woo Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I can just see that. You know what? What'll be cool is on the marquee. It's on like Arizona State's campus. So yeah, it'll yeah. be like tonight. You know, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, eight o'clock. Kegger and Jack McBain's room after the game. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard how some teams have meet and greets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Toga party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, should we move on to the Chicago Blackhawks? I really didn't think that there's much to say about the Arizona Coyotes, but uh, we we proved that one wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they actually are somewhat interesting, to be honest. But yeah. let's move on to the Chicago Blackhawks. They were also quite bad with a record of 28, 42, and 12. For, good for 68 points, which Arizona had 57. So 11 more points than Arizona. And a minus 72 goal differential, which is in itself terrible. Worse than the worst one in the Pacific Division. Right. And yet still almost double as good as Arizona's. No, not double. Almost. I said almost. What are you talking about? Arizona was like a minus minus 106, weren't they? Yeah, 70 times two is 140. Okay, come yeah. on, it's a rounding error at that <laughs> okay. point. Like, let's it's be one honest. One and a half. It's one and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But either okay. way, I, yeah, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just saying, it's still crazy to think about it in those terms, mm-hmm. right? That it's like it's it's yeah. 34 more goals, right? Th- better than Arizona. Yep. And yet, still three goals worse than the worst team in the other division. The yeah. Other division. Yeah. 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 So tell me what you're feeling about the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, and uh, it'll be fascinating to watch the turtle race between them and Arizona. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm going to be tuning into a lot of those is, games. This is, this is tank. This is tank city as well. Yeah. Uh, without question. Um, I mean, Peter Mrazek's their number one goalie. That's exactly Peter what I was Mrazek's thinking. Peter Mrazek's their number one goalie. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, I mean, if if that doesn't say tank, I don't know what does. So we just talked about the Arizona Coyotes and how one of the NHL players that got rid of was Andreas Antonisiu. Yeah. Well, for a team that's uh, fighting them in the tank, it seems like the Chicago Blackhawks couldn't wait to pick up on Andreas Antonisiu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, snap, you're getting rid of that guy and you're yeah. trying to tank? Oh, we'll take him in a Max second. Domi, Max Domi. Max Domi. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Peter Mrazek, yeah. That was exactly what I was going to say. It's like, if you're a Chicago fan and you're like, oh, they're not necessarily tanking, then it's like, Chicago comes to terms with Peter Mrazek to be their starting goaltender. You're like, yeah, they're tanking. It's all over. <laughs> they're tanking. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, they're tanking. They got rid of uh, Gustafson, who, yeah, bleh. 
Andrew Shaw, who was kind of, he was, he was retired, I guess, yeah. at this point. Anyways, just paper transit. Calvin DeHaan. No, I mean, but you're Dylan talking. Dylan Strom, yeah. Kirby Doc, Alex Debrinkit, yeah. Dominic Kubelik. Yeah. Got rid of some good fellows there, and you're probably some good, not done. Some good offensive players. You're probably not done. No, you, you probably got either Taves and or Kane. Yeah, gone by the end of the year too. Right, exactly. If not now, then probably at the trade deadline to a contending team. You would think. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, when that yeah. cap hit becomes more manageable. Yeah, and then you wind up with Peter Mrazek and now how do you pronounce that? Because I've never seen this name before. No, I've. I'm, being a little facetious, Alex Daylock. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, if your name recognition is Peter Mrazek, you, you, you're tanking. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, and they're going to have trouble scoring because they let all of their secondary scoring go, basically. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, a lot of their primary scoring, too, and Alex Debrinkit. Yeah. Right? So yeah. this team's going to have terrible time yeah. scoring goals and they're going to have a really, really tough time not fishing that puck out of the back of their net. Like yeah. it is going to be ugly. Yeah. Uh, I feel sorry for Luke Richardson. I really yeah, do. I really I do. do. Too. I, I really do, do because I think he's, a, I think he could be a really good coach and I think he's, he's probably has the demeanor and the, the sort of settings to be the kind of coach that this team needs, but yeah, he's 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 gonna be he's gonna get killed. So his team's gonna get killed. Luke Richardson is like one of those guys, much like Kirk Muller, where like his whole career it seems like he's been promised this, a start, uh, um, starting a yeah. head coaching yeah. job, yeah. and it just always doesn't quite work out, and he doesn't quite make it to that right head coaching job. And he, to your point, now he's there. And uh, it's the, in the worst circumstances yeah. possible. Yeah. Good. Good news is you're getting a you're getting a head coaching job. The yeah. bad news is it's oh that's Chicago good. Chicago Blackhawks. It's with Chicago. Oh, that's yeah. bad. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So then I jumped out of the airplane. Oh, that's bad. But I had a parachute. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you don't remember that whole story? All right. No. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. So, good. anyways, my my, you know, they had the thirtieth worst Corsi four in the league. 30th worst expected goals for percentage in the league. Mm -hmm. They pretty much, they just, they matched all of their terrible stats with terrible advanced stats. I don't even like calling them advanced stats anymore. I think they're pretty like commonplace. But anyways, my point being is that they just, uh, they sucked. And from the looks <laughs> of it, they're going to suck worse. Yep. They're going to be worse. Yeah. They're, they're definitely going to be worse. Yeah. But yep. uh, so is Arizona. So. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be fascinating to watch. Yes. Hey everybody, Ken Campbell here. It may not look like it, but I do a lot of running and I actually do a fair bit of working out. And when I do that, I listen to a lot of music and podcasts, audiobooks, you name it. And it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon's give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 5,000 five-star reviews. 
Go to buyraycon.com today and use code THPN15 to get your 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. So uh, up next is a team that we will get to in a second, but first check out kencampbell.substack.com. Ha <laughs> ha. And uh, check out this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave a review. Leave a comment. We love those. We read those. And we just don't have many of them. We've got a pretty strong listenership at this point, but we still don't have a lot of reviews. We so, have a strong listenership. That's yeah, good. It's, it's good to hear. You know, it's, uh, it's picking up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets was a team that I and most uh, analytics guys – have been calling to be a very bad team for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And what was always so funny was to hear them in interviews when they'd say, well, our internal analytics department says that we had the most scoring chances. And it's kind of like, what yes man did you hire for your internal <laughs> analytics department when no they other hired Smithers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we had the most scoring chances, sir. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, it's. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is we've been waiting for this fall from Grace. 39, 32, and 11 was the record. They had. Uh, they had. 89 points, which is still 21 more than the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah, and they'll probably have more than 21 more than the Chicago Blackhawks will this year. Maybe, yeah. Even if they get 75. <laughs> like, seriously, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, a plus five goal differential. Okay. So tell me what you're thinking about the Winnipeg Jets. Well, I, I think the Winnipeg Jets fans have watched... This, their Stanley Cup window gets slammed shut and yeah. it's done. It's over. And they got nothing. They've got nothing to show for it. Yeah. This is a this is a team that has like it's passed them by, in my opinion. Yep. Um, there's a there's some elite top end talent, especially at forward. Especially yeah. at forward. Yeah. You know, you've got the you've got the Kyle the, the likes of and, Kyle Connor, Mike yeah. Trifley. You Mark know, Trifley. I mean that is that is that is elite top end talent. And the other fella. The other fella. <laughs> the Swedish guy that I can't remember his name right now. He's actually Danish. Nikolai Ehlers? Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah, okay. I'm so sorry, both Swedish and Danish people listening. Yeah, okay. Which we'd have. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, they're, they're as, as, you know, to your point, they're just porous. Wow, are they, are they bad defensively? So they had the 17th best course before in the league. At 49.44%. Right. So middle of the pack, 15th for expected goals, for percentage, middle of the pack. And to your point about being porous defensively, they had the seventh best five versus five save percentage in the league last and, year. And they were there. And this they, is yeah. the best that they yeah. could do with yeah. the seventh best save percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Connor Hellebuck's still a good goalie. Still a good goalie? He's an elite goalie. No, but what I'm but, but, but last I, year, but I, I you just, know, rumors just, of his demise yeah, yeah. were greatly exaggerated. Well, yeah, I guess, but but I mean, at some point, it's like you can only beat that horse so much, right? Well, that's like, what I've and always then, said. And is then you and then you start, then you start to to really wear him down. Yeah. And what are you wearing him down for now? To be a lousy team? Yeah. You know, and your backup's David Riddich. Thanks. Big but save, no Dave. Thanks. 
Yeah. Big save Dave. Yeah. David Riddick. Yeah. Guy's great. Um, sort of. Yeah. And then they get rid of Stasny, Svechnikov, and Brooks. Yep. Now, I'm not, you know, look, Svechnikov and Brooks. They're bottom bottom six guys, if mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But like, like we just said, Winnipeg has the top end talent. Yeah, this is essentially these the are the same. guys that they needed. Yeah, this is essentially the same team they had last. They brought year. in Sam it's, Gagne. Yeah, it's, it's it's they're fixed. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the same team it was last. Yeah, year, basically. Yeah, you know, I mean, what does Cole Perfetti do? What is he going to do this year? He starts the year in IR. Yeah. Okay. But but I mean. I mean, he was good at the NHL level. He wasn't great at the NHL yeah. level. It'll be interesting to see what kind of jump he makes this year. Yeah, but I mean, I, I like he could put up 60 points, and I still don't think that this team makes yeah. a dent. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. And so the irony, maybe maybe this is something against advanced analytics, is that this is some of the best analytics that they've had in a few years for the course you'd expect goals for percentage. Yeah. But uh, I, I, think that, I, I don't think that's necessarily against analytics. I think that it has more to do with um, Paul yeah. Maurice. Uh, stepping down as coach. Um, I mean, what else is there to say? They're, they're mushy middle and they're well, mushy. But but their talent. Yeah. 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 Well, that's mediocre is middle. No, but like medium, mediocre. No, mediocre is not medium. Mediocre is less than medium. Is it? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, well, I never doubt a Carlton man. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Hey and Carlton. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, like, honestly, the, the bottom line is for this team, for me, they have too much talent to keep them from dropping down too low, but they have nowhere near enough to right. give them what, yeah, to, what to you let need. them, yeah, yeah, to give them the talent they need to rebuild. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, and, and the biggest issue is being defense. That's cropped up again and again and again in these, uh, mm-hmm. And these things, only one team has wowed us for the defense, and that's Calgary. In this division, yeah. Or and, in no, the, in both in, divisions, in the, in in the entire conference, Western sorry. Conference. Yeah, 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 yeah the entire yeah. Western Conference. Yeah. Well, um, but there's a couple other ones. Well, we got... Colorado's pretty good. Yeah. St. Louis is pretty good defensively. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, let's move on to Nashville. Okay. Nashville Predators, fifth place in the Central Division, 45, 30, and 7 for 97 points, and a goal differential of plus 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me what you're feeling about the uh, Nashville Predators. Well, what has been the narrative surrounding the Nashville Predators basically since they entered the league? Uh, Can't score. Can't score, yeah. Can't score. That's not a problem anymore. Right. That's not a problem anymore. You know, you had 240 goal scorers last year. You had a guy with 50-plus assists last year. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this is now a strength of this team, that, that it, can, it can hang offensively with other teams. Right. I think the Ryan McDonough uh, addition will be, if he can stay healthy, will be a very good one. Yep. Um, I think, I definitely think this is a playoff team. I think they're well coached. Um, I think John Hines did a very, very good job with the big three last year and mm-hmm. got the most out of them. And uh, I think, I, I think that they're going to be a good team. I don't think they're going to be a great team. I, they're going to be a David Poyle team. You know, I, nice. I don't think David Poyle's ever going to win a Stanley Cup because he puts together teams that are good to really good, yeah, but not good enough. And I, I mean, that's where this team is. UC Saros, great goalie. Yeah, he was a Vezina yeah. Vezina finalist yeah. last year. You know, 
So, I mean, the thing with the Nashville Predators is that they, for a brief period, had the best defense core in the NHL. Right. And an extremely exciting defense core read, led by uh, Roman Yossi, P.K. Subban, um, Ryan Ellis, yeah. and uh, the other guy that I'm forgetting. Okay. Who's still there. <laughs> One guy that's still there. Um, but my point is, is that that defense core has been slowly. Well, yeah, Ryan Suter was there before and not. Ryan Suter wasn't yeah. there. No, he wasn't the there. The year that no, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah okay. but yeah. They, that defense core has been slowly eroding below them. And bringing in Ryan McDonough really, really solidifies that mm-hmm. in my mind, to mm-hmm. your point, if he can stay healthy. Yep. Uh, Nino Niederreiter coming in. Yep. Great addition. Kevin Lankinen coming in. I think that's a really good addition. As a backup? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not the just all as a finished tandem again. Right. Went yeah, from that's Rene, right. Rene and Saros to Saros yeah. and Lankinen. Yeah. And so, and Lankinen also being a guy that we know has a, actually a high ceiling. He's an like, up, he's a huge upgrade on what they had, which was Riddick, right? Right. But he, but Lankinen could potentially be a 1B. He could. He right, could. like we saw him have and, a very and, good you know, year and you look and, and you look and you look at UC Soros and you go, what would the concern be? It's not a very big guy. Yeah. He's not a big guy and you might wear him down if you overwork him. Yeah. And and Soros is the kind of guy who wants to stop every shot in practice, wants to practice like like gangbusters all the time, morning skates. That was he's Pekka out there. Rene as well. Yeah, that, 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 and that's that's what he got from Pekka Rene, right? Yeah. But he's not Pekka Rene. Yeah. He's not the same size. He's probably not as durable. So you're thinking, okay, we're, well, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to beat that out of him. You know what I mean? Because that's <laughs> yeah. what part of what makes him special and part of what's made him so good for us. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to hope that maybe he cuts back a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. And if he does wear down, then we've got, yeah. then we've got this guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, they had, they had, they were, you know, they had one of the, they had a really good season last year. Yeah. You know, Tanner Janot was very, very good for them. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I mean, do I expect Matt Duchesne to score 40 goals again? Not Probably really. not. Do I expect Philip Forsberg to score 40 goals again? Damn straight. I do. Um, the, at the advanced level, uh, 49.72% Corsi four, just a little bit above, uh, below water. I should say expected goals for 50.07, just a little above water. Same percentage 12th in the league, 92% at five versus five. Um, I mean, the thing is, is that all of those numbers I could see bumping up a little bit. Yep. With the, with their additions, need a rider. McDonough being the two that would move the needle in those senses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's a David Poyle team. Yep. It looks like it's probably going to be good. It, it doesn't. To pretty good. Yeah. To, to good to really good. Not pretty good. Good to really good. Yeah. 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 I yep. always think about my brother, you know, he was in a folk duo for a long time. He wrote a song about Art Garfunkel meeting Solieri in heaven. Oh yeah. The, the refrain is like I was good, sometimes great, but I was just like all the rest. <laughs> right. So it's just like it's uh, that's kind of like, like that. You know, yeah, was, you're good, sometimes great. It's just like all the rest. <laughs> so let's move on to another team that's gonna be good to pretty good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Not letting any huge cats out of the Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. 
Hey, everybody. NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everybody can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on a stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, the Dallas Stars finished fourth in the Central Division last year. Had a record of 46, 30, and 6 for 98 points and a goal differential of minus 8. Mm-hmm. Minus 8. And now they've lost John Klingberg, too. Yeah. And he was good at uh, both sides of that goal differential. Well, the thing is, like, he was good at, like, being able to get the puck out without it becoming a, dr- a fire drill is part of what keeps your goals against down. Right, exactly. You know? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but it's okay because they replaced him with Will Butcher. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, the trade was one for one. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't actually a trade. We're, we're aware of that. But, um, so tell me what you think about the Dallas Stars. Well, they're an overtime goal away from upsetting Calgary last year. Yeah. Right? Jake Ottinger. They bring, yeah, they bring in a coach who I believe... I'm not 100% sure about this, but I believe got teams to the Stanley Cup final in his first year, both with New Jersey and San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty top-heavy offense. Mm-hmm. If you subscribe to the theory that Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are on the decline, which I think they are. Radulov's gone. Yeah. Yeah, Radulov's gone. And Benn and Sagan, I, I just, they, they're broken down and I, do, I just don't think they can... Yeah. They can bring it like yeah, they yeah. used to. Yeah. Um, this team's going to have a lot of trouble scoring. This team's going to have a lot of trouble scoring goals. Uh, Jake Ottinger's going to have to be what Jake Ottinger was last year in the playoffs for this team to contend. Um, I have trouble with that. I have trouble with that because the thing is, is that as a goaltender, I have seen so many goalies that have all of the tools to be the best goalie in the NHL and show that they can be the best goalie in the NHL and they skate like it, they move like it, all the rest of it. And then they just don't. And the latest is Carter Hart. Yeah. And so look, Jake Ottinger had an incredible playoff series last year. It was almost Dryden-esque. Yeah. Well, it was the Stanley cup. It was, it was, he was he was out of this world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, but I guess my point is, is that um, I hate when teams turn around and they just go and they, and they just put that pressure on, uh, on the goalie. Yeah. Right. Think about, think about price Halak, how much price was nipping at Halak yep. before they finally let him take the reins. Yep. And I'm not saying that that's the way to go or that that's the one formula or all the rest of it. 
But my bigger issue is, I mean, Matt Murray won two Stanley Cups, right? Where is he now? Playing for some nobody team. Yep. In some small, <laughs> it's irrelevant some small, market. Irre- irrelevant market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but you, anyways, I'm just saying, you've got Jake Ottinger, you bring in Scott Wedgwood. Yeah. They brought him in at the trade deadline and they last still, year. And they still got Kadobin, right? And they still got Kadobin, who's yeah. on the IR. But, right. I right. mean, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ah, I just, I don't like when a team that has glaring faults wants to hang their hopes on their goaltender. That's already a recipe for failure. And then that goaltender is like 19. No, he's not 19. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I have, I have Dallas finishing fifth in the central and I have them making the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah. I have it. I have it as a five and three huh. situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot to ask. I mean, it, it, it really depends on their, on their youth movement. Yeah, because as we talked about in the middle of the year, they have a surprisingly good uh, prospect pool, a surprisingly good depth chart. It's pushing. It's, they've got amazing young players yeah. coming up, and one of them could very well be vying for the Calder Trophy this year in Maverick Bork. Oh yeah, I, I really believe that I, he's going to be outstanding. Yeah, does Wyatt Johnson make the team? I mean. He might. I mean, there's not much he had left. A good junior year. Yeah, there's not much left for him to to accomplish at the junior yeah. level. Yeah. Um. You know, he was the OHL scoring champion last year. Yeah. Um. He had the best points per game in the CHL. They've got Logan Stankovin and in Kamloops, another another like he was. I think he was the W. I I I stand corrected, but at one point last year, and I'm not sure if it finished this way, mm-hmm. they had the best points per game player in each. Of yeah, yeah. the three junior leagues. Yeah. Ma- Maverick Bork in Quebec, Wyatt Johnson in um, Ontario, and Logan Stankovin in Kamloops. And I'm not sure if that, that held to the end of the year. Yeah, um, but I remember. I, I, remember I don't I up. don't think I don't think Stankovin's gonna be there. I doubt that Wyatt Johnson will be there, but he might. Yeah. But I think Maverick Bork is gonna be there, and I think Maverick Bork is gonna be very, very good. Yeah. And even like players like uh like Jason Robertson, like yep. obviously I don't think that he's going to take a step in terms of points. He just, he, he scored a lot. A step up or back? A step up. You don't, you, so you, but you you would expect the same production I, from I, him? I'd be looking at around the same. Yeah, yeah. But I think that he could step up his overall on ice I mean, impact. that's, that's, that top line of Robertson, Pavelski and Hintz, like that's. That's a good top Oh, line. that's, that's right there. That's right there. But then it drops off pretty quick. But that's what I'm saying is that if if a guy like Robertson can up his on-ice impact, yeah. then he might be carrying a second line. Right. And right. elevating players in a second yeah. line. So, yeah. you know, like there, there's there's ways forward, but there's I'd say that there's more questions than answers definitely with, uh, with the Dallas Stars. Okay. You want to move on to the St. Louis Blues? That's who we're at, eh? Okay. That's who we're at. Yeah. We're tearing through this. Yep. Yeah. St. Louis Blues, 49, 22, and 11 for 109 points. That's just amazing. And the exact opposite goal differential of the Arizona Coyotes. Not Arizona Coyotes. The last place team in the Pacific. Mm. No, it wasn't San Jose. It wasn't Seattle Kraken. Seattle, okay. Plus 69. Nice. (laughs) What? You don't like being a Twitter meme? Let's get that out of the way. All okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you feel about the 
about the St. Louis Blues? I feel like they're going to be very good. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're a really good team with a good balanced offensive attack. They've got a lot of experience. Jordan Cairo, who just signed, and Robert Thomas, who just signed long term, mm-hmm. are sort of picking up that torch. Tarasenko's in the last year of his contract. He, he essentially probably wants out and mm-hmm. will probably be eager to put up some big numbers so he can make that happen. They had a good year last year. Too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think, you know, they've got a they've got a very good defense core. I think there are two wild cards here. One of them is Jordan Biddington. <laughs> and to say the least. And how he how he performs. I think the other is and it's crazy to say, but I think losing David Perron is huge for this team. Yeah. I, he was so much a part I don't of that. That's crazy to say. He was so much a part of their identity. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was so good for them. Yeah. Um, I think that's a that's a big that's a big loss for this team. I agree with you. Um, but I, you know, that being said, I do think, you know, their their window is still open. So they're firstly, they were. I think lower- Ryan O'Reilly's in the last year of his deal too. I think you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Their uh, course you expected goals for percentage was pretty bad, 24th and 23rd respectively. Yep. Middle of the pack save percentage at 13th for five versus five save percentage. The thing that I like about their offseason is that all of their signings, I see it. Right? All of their additions, I see it. Yeah, Nick Letty. Yeah. Even Noel Achari. Yeah. Being a, a hard nose, you know, like I, I, a guy like Noel Achari can do more for the St. Louis Blues than he could do for, I don't know, for, for the Colorado Avalanche, yeah. for example. Yeah. Yeah. Not just because the Colorado Avalanche is stacked, but just because of the way that St. Louis plays. A guy like Noel Achari all of a sudden looks like a, a bottom six forward as opposed to mm-hmm. a bottom line slash 13th man out kind of forward, right? Um Josh Levo, same situation. Even Tyler Pitlick's on a PTO, similar situation. Just uh, you know, these guys, these these sort of hard nosed guys that that were very um, that you know uh, were very good for say like uh, um, that would be very good for like say like the the peak uh, Islanders, mm-hmm. you know, under Barry Trotz or yeah, the recent yeah. peak Islanders. Yeah. That same sort of mold. What Barry Trotz got out of Clutterbuck, for example, I could see, you know, uh, St. Louis getting out of Anola Chari. Okay. okay. So yeah. I like their additions. Tyler Bulls, Tyler Bozak's pretty decent departure, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. leaves a pretty decent hole. David Prawn leaves a bigger hole, but the biggest hole there is Vili Huso. You think so, eh? Uh, you know, Thomas Grice is a good goalie, and uh, and Thomas Grice would be... In a in a more traditional role as a backup goalie, a very good one, but I don't necessarily think of him as a one B. No, eh? and I don't. And Jordan Biddington, I do think of as a one B. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. It's interesting because they've got a great young prospect and a guy by the name of Joel Hoffer. Okay, who played for Canada's World Junior Team, yeah. um, and was very very good in the American League last year. Yeah, uh, was a big part of the reason why Springfield made the Calder Cup final, and but they lost. Right, um, and it's interesting that they did like they clearly are saying, you know, we still, you know, we still think that you're you need you need to be in the minors. 
Yeah. You know, like we're not going to bring you up to the NHL. Yeah. Um, unless, of course, there's an injury or Grice, you know, really um, can't do, can't, you know, can't do it and and they have to. But uh, this guy's this guy's a good goalie. I, I see Grice being able to do it. I, and Bennington, you know, to his credit, had a very good playoffs last year when Vili Huso stumbled. Bennington, I'd say, was better in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which, you know, I... You know me. I've I've been kind of pretty critical of Bennington over the years. So I'm yeah. I'm you know, but I just you know I just don't I just don't see it. And for the goaltending tandem, and you know their advanced numbers being bad, their save percentage being thirteenth, most of that had to do with Vili Huso playing quite well last year. Yeah. Right. So you know you got poor advanced stats, and then you throw in poor goaltending. I'm not saying that it will be poor. You're saying it's poor goaltending? I'm not saying that it will be poor, but yeah. I think it's got a very good chance of being poor. Okay. It's, a, it's it, you know, these are the things that uh, sink ships, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like the hockey's equivalent of loose lips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the Minnesota Wild. Um, second place in the Central Division. Record of 53, 22, and 7. Points 113. These numbers are astronomical, eh? Yeah, yeah. 113 points. Holy smokes. And a goal differential of plus 57. Yep. What do you what do you feel about the Minnesota Wild? Um, I don't think they're gonna duplicate that this year. I think they're gonna be good. Yeah. Uh I have them finishing fourth in the division. Yeah. Behind uh Colorado, St. Louis, and Nashville. Um I think the Kevin Fiala departure is going to hurt in the short term, even though what they got back in Brock Faber mm-hmm. is going to be down the road. People are going to love that guy. Yeah. Um, their goaltending, I, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I'm not sold on their goaltending at all. Doesn't sound crazy to me. No, no, no. I think Cam Talbot, being gone really takes away a real um, safety valve that they would have had. It seems, man, I don't want to say weird. Look, Mark Andre Fleury is Mark Andre Fleury. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to. I poke fun at him, but uh, but he's a good goalie, and he's yeah. been a great goalie, good to great goalie in the NHL for a very long time. So yep. I'm not. I do think he's overrated, but. That doesn't mean that he's not an excellent right. goaltender. And and but as fact, and as you say, I mean, it's commensurate with the defense core, right? A pretty good defense core. But the fact that they in the last game of their playoffs last year pulled out Mark Andre Fleury in favor of Cam Talbot because Fleury wasn't getting the job done, and then in the off season they oust Cam Talbot in favor of signing Mark Andre Fleury to an extension. It's baffling to me. Mm. He's going to be a year older. Like, like what, if he couldn't do it last year, what tells you that he'll do it this year? Well, and I mean, it's, it's, you know, back it up. It's even more baffling that they went out and got him. I mean, well, I I mean, Cam Talbot was on a heater. Yeah, he He was. was He was one of the best goalies in the league when they went out and got, got uh, Marc-Andre Fleury at the trade deadline. So, yeah. They had very good uh, Corsi, 11th, even better expected goals, 4 percentage, 6. And to your point about Cam Talbot, because this is a year average, 5 versus 5 save percentage was ninth in the league. It's quite good. 
Yep. Um, so good advanced stats, good save percentage, good counting stats, a good goal differential. And the thing is, is that with them going into this insane cap crunch, that this self-inflicted cap crunch, the fact that they lost Jordy Ben, Nick Delorier, Nick Bugstad, Cam Talbot, Cam Talbot, Dmitry Kulikov, and Kevin Fiala, it's actually not that bad. Mm-hmm. I, okay, Kevin Fiala hurts. Yeah. Everyone else on that list is eh, Nick Bugstad. You'd want him. Yep. He's a good NHL player. Yeah. Nick Delorier, a lot was being made about him. But well, I, I just think Nick Delorier is one of those guys that he's... He may, he keeps other other teams honest. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but again, you know, he's that guy you're looking for who can yeah. play a bit and be a tough guy and be a thorn in everybody's side. And yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not trying good, to, I'm not trying yeah. to say cast aspersions on Nick Delorier, but I'm just saying that, like, yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, real players that you've lost, like you, you've kept your high-end talent intact yeah. and, yeah. and you know, there's, yeah. I, at the last year, I thought there was no way that that Minnesota is going to go into this year and look half as good as they looked. And I'm looking at them and I'm going, you know what? They don't look too bad. No, they're not. No. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on to the best team in the world. Yep. Bang. They are. You're right. You're right. The they world. Are the best team. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I was doing that SNL skit. Oh, really? Okay. When he goes the world. Anyways. All right. Well, okay. Blah. Yeah. We'll watch SNL after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what you don't know is that Ken and I sometimes watch old SNL skits in between takes. <laughs> um, 56, 19, and 7 for 119 points and a paltry goal differential of only 78. Right. Plus 78. Mm-hmm. At 5 versus 5, they're the 7th best Corsi team in the league, the 11th best expected goals for a team in the league. And the fifth best save percentage in the league. Tell me how you're feeling about the Colorado Avalanche. Well, I'm feeling the same way everybody else is feeling. That that this is a team that is primed for very serious Stanley Cup contention for the next, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, Nazem Kadri hurts. Darcy Kemper was Darcy Kemper. Yep. He looked, they had the fifth best save percentage in the league, right? Can't, you know, can't argue with that. Uh, Abe Kubel. It's not a great guy to lose. To be not honest. a great guy to lose, but, but geez, no, he's, if, you, if you're going to lose somebody, yeah, you know, I mean, I think Burakovsky's going to hurt. That's going to hurt offensively, but they're so stacked. They're so stacked offensively and they're so versatile yeah. and they have so many guys that can do so, so many things at yeah. forward. I, I, I just don't see that as being a huge, as a, as being a huge, um, deletion. I mean, Kadri's, Kadri's big. Kadri's big. Kadri's I mean, when big. you think about, uh, Birakovsky, I can't help but to think about uh, Tampa Bay getting rid of JT Miller, where they had to eject a yeah. excellent player, just yep. you know, yep. and still got. Yeah. Did they score? Did they win both cups after JT Miller, or one yep. cup after? No, they no, won them both. both. Yeah. They won them both. Post JT Miller, they won both cups. So you know, I can't help but to think about that. 
But uh, Nazim Kadri is a huge departure. It is. It is. A, he not only was an excellent player in the playoffs, he set the tone mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And, and uh, they rallied around him. Yeah, and they and, rallied and, around him. And he had that overtime goal. And I mean, everything that could go right for Nazim Kadri went right last year. Which is nice to see. Yeah, nice to see. Yeah. I don't know that it's ever going to happen again in Calgary. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's 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 a huge... He's a huge departure. Georgiev and Frankuz. I felt that Frankuz played well yeah. in his time in the playoffs when he had it. Yeah. Um, at least as well as uh at least as well as Kemper did. Probably better. I'd yeah. Yeah. I'd say probably better. Yeah. But like I said, at least it as just well. doesn't matter. It just doesn't but, matter. Yeah, I mean, goal. and that's where I'm that's where I'm kind of coming down on this is that if they can if they can uh you know, if they can if they can replicate how defensively dominant they were. Then, and, and it's not just a matter of being defensively dominant. It's defensively dominant because the other team just doesn't get the puck. Well, it depends on how you define defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I got into a little bit of trouble. Like you know, not trouble, but kind of got some weird looks at one of the camps because I define defense as taking place all over the ice. Yeah. Right. So I remember, um, you know, because when when I was off a shift. So I was on the bench with a couple other goalies because we had to go through yeah. in shifts. And um, the other team was starting to break out of their zone. And one of our players went and forced a turnover before that breakout happened. And I yelled, good D. My yeah, team yeah. looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not defense. That's in the offensive zone. I'm like, no, no, that's that's yeah. defense. Yeah, I don't yeah. care where you are. Yeah. You broke up something that they were trying to do offensively. Right. That's right. defense. So right. it depends on right. how you define defense. And, right. and that's why I say defensively dominant, because you can be the the defensively dominant like um like uh the, the Islanders or the Habs or wherever, where it was just like, hey, so here's this area around the net. If you try to walk into it, we'll murder you. Yeah. Take as yeah. many shots yeah. as you like yeah. from outside of yeah. this area. Yeah. That's yours. Yeah. Right? Or you can be defensively dominant like the Colorado Avalanche were where they're just like, hey, you know what? I think you've shot the puck enough times today. I think that's enough. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you go into game six of the third period, third period of game six of the Stanley Cup final, and you go, Well, we're yeah, done here. We're gonna put a <laughs> we're gonna put a bow on this. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you guys can you guys can chase us around for 20 minutes and we'll just hang on to the puck. Yeah. I mean, Kale McCarr's the best defenseman in the league. He is close to being the best player in the league. I'm not sure you wouldn't put him number three right now mm. behind Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. Mm. I think he's number three. I think he's firmly in number three. Um, firmly in number three. Yeah, I think he's the third best player in the NHL. Mm. And his trajectory's going up. Like... Yeah, he, he's going, I don't doubt that he will be the third best player in the up. NHL, but I don't up. know that he is right now. But I think he is, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what's there to say about the Colorado Avalanche? Well, it's it's firm, it's, firm cup contender. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, no one would be surprised if they repeat. No one. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? Oh, we have to give our order. Oh, we got to give our order. All right. I have Colorado first, St. Louis second, Nashville third, Minnesota fourth, Dallas fifth, and that's the cutoff line for for the playoffs. Okay. I believe those top five teams are going to make the playoffs. Then you've got the Winnipeg Jets, seven Arizona Coyotes, eight Chicago Blackhawks. I have, 
like I said in the last episode, I'm I'm not doing this in advance. I just uh, I just talk my way into it and then talk my way out of it. Okay. Uh, I have Colorado first, and then mix and match everybody else. The rest of the league is a Mr. Potato Head. Just kind of <laughs> okay. put the eyes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Colorado first. I'd say St. Louis second, Nashville third, Minnesota fourth, Winnipeg fifth, Chicago sixth, Coyote seventh. Yeah, you're missing a team. I am missing a team. You missed Dallas, I think. I missed Dallas. Put Dallas ahead of Chicago. What? Like you're picking them like to finish like Sorry, pick Dallas ahead of Winnipeg. I'm sorry. Okay, so where is Dallas finishing? Fifth or sixth? Colorado. Yep. St. Louis. Yep. Nashville. Right. Minnesota. Okay. So far we're on. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. Chicago, Arizona. Okay. So you've got the same as me, except you're transposing seven and eight. Oh, you think that Chicago is going to do worse than Arizona? Eh? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's really the, the race that matters in this division. So, so yeah. you know, <laughs> well, that's the only race there's going to be. Yeah. Right. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I th- I think that the middle pack of this division will be interesting because Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, I have no uh I have absolutely no confidence in which order I put them in. Okay. Yeah. I I could see any one of them just absolutely creaming the other 3. Yeah. Or I could see, you know what I mean? Like yep. I so I think the middle the middle pack of that race will be very interesting to watch. Um but Colorado's just first and uh, Chicago and Arizona, I might accidentally watch a couple games of them this year. <laughs> just, oh, what did I do? I'm blind. <laughs> Anyways, here I was thinking that I was tuning into France Division 4 and instead I got worse <laughs> hockey. All right, check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter. Check me out at underscore Dylan Wah at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for sticking around and stick around. Next week, we will come at you with the two Eastern Conference divisions. Hooray! Well, we'll come back with, we'll, we'll be with Metro next week. And then we'll finish with Atlantic. Yeah, those are the two Eastern Conference yeah, divisions. Yeah, but yeah. next week we'll come with... Metro. Oh, I see. And then the week after that will come with. Yes. You're right. Yeah. All right. Ken Campbell, everybody. Big hand. (laughs) Big hand. (laughs)